Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Thomas Patrick Dorian. Hello, Deacon Jeff. And Sam Ziggy Rodriguez. Howdy. Is your middle name really Agnes? How did you know? Yeah, but, yeah, but it's Agnus. Like Ag- Agnus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Latin lamb. Um, so um. here we are, uh, and you know, I feel like something big is coming like to a close. Mm. Right? So it's kind of it's kind of like when you climb Mount along. Everest. You know, you get to the top. Do y'all remember what it was like? Oh, you've never climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> well, neither have I. <laughs> I was going to say, tell us all about that. Uh, it didn't happen. Um, it was because it was there. That, I, that I watched a video. <laughs> yeah, I watched a video. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's when you've accomplished something, you know, and we, we have been spending the last 10 shows, or this is the 10th show, um, about the Decalogue mm-hmm. uh, for evangelization. So my little list of the top 10 principles for evangelizing that have been fruitful, I think, in, in my own experience. And I'm sure all of you have your own Decalogue and maybe some of these things you might share. But I was sharing this with everyone just so that people might get an idea of what's worked in my evangelization book, as it were. Um, and not that I have any right to write my own decalogue of any kind. Sure you do. I've, I just found these things to, to be um, effective, these uh, techniques, I guess, principles. Uh, and I'll rattle them off here. Know Jesus and make him known. Meet people where they are and journey with them to where they're called to be. Number three, live for the future in the present, informed by history. Number four, back to the basics. Number five, make it relevant. Number six, collaborate to accomplish great things. Number seven, teach a man to fish. Number eight, salvation is born of the family. Number nine, it makes a difference to this one. And then today's show, number 10, there is a God and I am not him. So that's what we're going to kind of wrap things up. Uh, and you know there's a lot going on in the world. I, I'd be remiss yeah, if I didn't mention the fact uh, that what everyone is already so maybe even painfully aware of, that there's just a lot of stuff going on with all this virus outbreak stuff that's going on in the world. It's tragic, certainly, what's what's going on, and that, that the profound effect it's had uh, health-wise uh, um, and certainly um, economically and, and all the, exacerbating all the other problems in the world. And you know what? It's it's. I think it's spiritually affected many many people mm-hmm. uh, who are struggling. Whether it's not having a mass to attend, uh, feeling cut off, and feeling uh, spiritually lonely, it's just a lot of things going on, right? And um, and so that's why I think this is a good time to use this number ten here. There is a God, and I am not Him, because I, I suddenly become painfully aware uh, of my own shortcomings. Right when when I if I don't recognize that there is a God and I am not Him, especially when I'm evangelizing, when I'm when I'm sharing the charisma, when I'm when I'm sharing the good news with someone, this is me sharing good news. This is not me writing the good news. It is not me accomplishing the good news. It's not me doing anything other than being an instrument. And I think far too often in my own life, I've forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Right, and I even made some couple of notes to myself. Um, though it may be a struggle at times, I have realized time and again that miracles are never accomplished by me, but through me. Exactly. Mm. Right? And so the sooner I become humble and vulnerable to the Spirit and turn the entire situation over to God, the sooner He can accomplish what He intends. Mm-hmm. 
One of the things that comes to mind is uh, St. John on the Cross's account of faith is one that it's a walk in darkness. And that darkness is brought about by the fact that once you've gotten to know God, his light burns so brightly that you're not able to see, Mm -hmm. you know, but you're still stepping forward out in faith trusting that you have a shepherd who's going to make sure that to guide you one step at a time. You'll have enough light to guide you one step at a time. And I think in times like this, where we've gotten so used to the way in which we'd expect life to be, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm coming to mind with uh, some of the, there was a former pastor at, uh, at, your, uh, at this parish here that uh, used to say, like, why do young people even need God? Because they have all of this stuff. They've got TV, they've got video games and all these, right. these things. Life as we know it can sometimes get in the way of God. And that's being stripped away right now amidst this crisis. But if we let ourselves be attached to, I don't want to let go of this, and I don't want to let go of that, then are we really letting him be God? And are we really allowing ourselves to step out into faith? Because if we're not willing to step out in faith, how in the world could God use us to evangelize what he's calling us to do in faith? Yeah, yeah so those are that's all terribly true, right? And so if, but it's really true of Really, everything we do in our life, mm. right? So, so often we want to be control freaks, right? We want to control every aspect of what we're doing, and to some degree, uh, if you decide not to turn on the dishwasher, you're going to have dirty dishes. So, it, it is going to be incumbent upon you to push the button on the dishwasher, right? Now, that's no miracle. Now, maybe somebody in the you know 1400s would have thought like, wow, <laughs> you know, but. But you still have to do something, right? So we are, we are, God gives us control of certain things. But always we have to remember the big picture, right? And so pretty much in everyday life, when we push the button for the dishwasher, we have to, we have to trust and believe that there's a water supply. We have to trust and believe that there's an electrical supply. We have to trust and believe that, that like the kids actually put dishes into the dishwasher. Uh, and we have to trust and believe that there's soap. You know, all these different things that we still, it's not, it's, it's like, so I didn't wash the dishes because I pushed that button. There were so many other things involved in that. And a lot of it is trust. Now, evangelization uh, and all the things going on with the coronavirus are not things that are like washing dishes, right? Mm-hmm. Th- th- these are big things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we lose sight of the fact that God is essentially driving all this, right? If we fail to be humble and vulnerable, then ultimately we, we fail God, mm. right? Because then we become the miracle worker. Right, so like at the end of RCIA, when some somebody loves the experience and they they give me a gift card to Starbucks or whatever for ten dollars, thank you for all that you've poured into this process. And ten bucks doesn't cover it, folks. Let me just tell you this: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't expect anything. But the point is, you know, I could take that little ten dollar gift card and think like, wow, you know what? I'm incredible. What right. I've done, what I've put into this RCIA, and I hope people understand just how good this RCIA program is and why it's the best one and why more people go through this one. And all these things, I start puffing myself up. The next thing you know, the whole thing crashes and burns mm-hmm. because the goal was to get numbers, to get right, to get accolades, to get $10 gift cards to Starbucks, and that's not what's going on here, right? Right. 
And and that's I think a lot of us can easily I've done it so many times. It's a constant struggle for me is is to shut off the whole me light. I think that's a struggle for all of us. Don't you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at you, football hero. You know, <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with all this, but uh, no, I think it's a struggle for all of us. That's just part of being human. Yeah, because we're we're going to be tempted. But the problem here is if we fail at this simple task of realizing that there is a God and we are not Him, mm-hmm. we actually it's kind of like the coronavirus. Mm. If if we don't do what we're supposed to do in the way it's supposed to be done, mm-hmm. listening to the authorities and all the things that we're supposed to follow and, and guidelines, et cetera, et cetera, we're actually endangering others. Right. So if we're not listening to God. If we're not being sort of like a, essentially a messenger with a message from God, you're endangering others. Are not receiving a message. Exactly. Is is their is their um, their conversion short lived? Is it a, is it a flash in the pan? Is it going to quickly just like be quashed by all the yeah, the possible. pressures of sending them back home to their environment? They're not properly prepared because I'm sitting up high on this throne saying, "I have now finished. You are now graduated in RCI. You are now what have you been evangelized by Deacon Jeff? You know." And I do that, and the reality is, then I failed God because He had. One simple thing for me to do, and that was to show his love for that person. That's what was supposed to be communicated. Instead, I choose to get in the way. Mm. Man, that's and that's that is a hard thing to do. Very right. It seems to me that if we're really going to live out this principle of there is a God and I am not him, mm-hmm. that a, a, a quote from uh, I think it's Isaiah would be very helpful for all of us, which is. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Yeah. I think he I think he follows it up by saying, My thoughts are so above your thoughts, my ways are so above your ways. Right. There were some lost documents that were recovered that where he says, Dude, just stop. That's what it says at the end of it. That that that's like handwritten in by some monk or something. But uh but you seriously, it's like look stop trying to be me. Yes. Is essentially what that's saying. Well, G.K. Chesterton says that uh, a definition of insanity is a failure to recognize a reality outside your own thoughts. Yeah. And by that principle, we could say that all of Western civilization has has gone insane. Insane, right? (laughs) We're all experts. We're all experts at everything. And 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 God just wants us to understand that it's not about us. It's about that person to be evangelized, uh, the the soul that needs to be loved, the soul that needs to be cared for. And essentially, if we are, um, if they're if they're brought into our um, our path, right? Then God wants us to care for them. Mm. But using His grace, His care, His mercy, His love, that we essentially become a conduit mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, and so yeah. So from Isaiah, Isaiah, it's like stop trying to be me is is one thing, but then also. You know what? It's so much better if you just let me be me and you be you. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm I'm here to take. Uh, you know, my 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 yoke is light, mm. right? The burden's light uh, because because it's easier. Just trust me on this. Stop trying to carry it all yourself because you ain't you ain't built for that, Mm-mm. right? He gives us strong shoulders, strong enough to bear what he gives us and what water he wants us to carry for him. And we're, and we're perfectly fitted for that. Every single one of us, every one of us who evangelizes, every one of us who cares for somebody, we are given whatever it is we need, essentially, to be that conduit if we trust him. 
right? Hard to do sometimes. So, so the key to actually trusting God um, is is profound, um, and these are words that I think will actually it'll it'll just impact you in such a profound way. And I'm going to tell these words to you right after we take this break. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and before we take that break, I want to remind folks at home we got a great website. TheCatholicCafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you, Deacon Jeff at TheCatholicCafe.com. Also, like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Have you ever felt the tug to leave everything behind and become a missionary to a distant land? One man named St. Francis Xavier did just that. He gave his life over and followed the call to bring Christ's love to those who had never experienced it before. Francis Xavier was born into a wealthy and educated family in Spain. The promise of worldly success was laid before him. But he felt that tug to leave the comfort of his home to fulfill the gospel's call to go and make disciples of all nations. While studying at the University of Paris, Francis met St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus, and the two decided that Francis should be ordained a priest in the order. After many years of prayer and work in Europe, Francis was sent to the East Indies to bring the good news to those who had never known Christ. Francis traveled halfway across the globe to Goa, India, where he began to lay the foundation for the church's mission there. For the first few months, he ministered to the poor and the sick in the local hospitals. He later started instructional schools where the street children heard the teachings of the Catholic faith. From India, Francis traveled to Japan, where he again preached the gospel and baptized thousands of souls. Pope Benedict XVI said of St. Francis Xavier and St. Ignatius, A unique desire, a unique passion it could be said, moved and sustained them through different human events. The passion to give to God a glory always greater and to work for the proclamation of the gospel of Christ to the peoples who had been ignored. In the short span of ten years, Francis Xavier brought thousands into the arms of the church Through his simple ways and zeal for the gospel, he was able to spread the message of Christ's love to a part of the world barely aware of the Savior's promises. St. Francis Xavier once wrote, Many, many people hereabouts are not becoming Christians for one reason only. There is nobody there to make them Christians. His words apply to our own times as well. We may not be able to travel to distant lands, but we can all share in St. Francis' missionary spirit by spreading the truth of Christ in our families, on our college campuses, and in our communities. St. Francis Xavier's Feast Day is celebrated by the Church on December 3rd. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this has been another great moment in Church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in that luxurious corner booth, and uh, sitting here with Tom Dorian and Ziggy Rodriguez. Yeah. 
Well, you know, and and we're talking about we're wrapping up our decalogue for evangelization. This is we are. this is point number ten, principle number ten, ten in the decalogue, um, and and it's in, it's profound. There is a God, and I am not Him. I think it's interesting that we started the decalogue. Number one is know Jesus and make Him known. Mm-hmm. And then number book 10 ends. is there is a God and I am not Perfect him. Perfect bookends. Right. And I think that that speaks a lot. And all the other stuff in the middle, that cream filling in there, that's nice. You know, but the reality is if we just keep those principles like we're supposed to be spreading the gospel. We're supposed to be sharing God with people. Right. To to know Jesus and to make him known. It's pri- It's the priority one in our lives. It should be. But we're only going to be able to do that. If we realize that we're not God, right, mm-hmm. right, they're, they're, and and I and I know that's uh, that's really hard for 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 me to do. So I, it's a challenge, uh, but I think it's especially hard. Like right now, I mean, we're talking about the Decalogue for evangelization, and I think that this show will be what we call in Radio Land Evergreen. You can always be able to go back and listen to this show, all this Decalogue, and find out important things. I think that might affect your ministry in a positive way. But in a profound way, like right now during this sort of coronavirus uh, epidemic, pandemic, with this, with, with essentially with all the difficulties and the things that people are encountering, we can easily take that decalogue for evangelization and we can just talk about essentially uh, preaching and teaching and sharing love and mercy and hope to a world that's distraught, mm-hmm. right? And so these same principles, I think, come into play um, all of them do essentially uh, in communicating God's love to the people that need it the most, right? And there's a lot more people now who recognize that they need it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's incredible that uh, if you watch all the news coverage, which I think unfortunately we're all glued to, maybe sometimes too much because too much information ends up becoming a problem. What did the world do before? Mm-hmm. You know, twenty four seven news. They got to fill all that time with panic. You know, um, but. I if we, if we, what we're seeing is that I think in a long in a, in a lot of ways people are t- starting to turn to the supernatural. They're starting to turn to God. I mean, I think people recognize. Wait a second, something's big going on here, and mm-hmm. I and I need to pay attention, right? And I and I know that people. Some people are still locked in on a on a on a world of science or on a world of uh, intellect or data or whatever. And these are all important things to. To know, mm-hmm. right? Because God is the author of all truth, right? Mm-hmm. Science and data as well. But we also need to like sort of open ourselves up to the spiritual. Mm. And I think this is a this is a time when I think a lot of people are. I mean, I, I think this is one I of the reasons. Uh, well, I hope so too. But I, I I think it's one of the reasons why you know um, our radio stations are staying on the air, mm-hmm. um, why broadcast and all these things are important. Which means that, like, the means for communication is to stay open because people need to be communicated to more than ever. And I think right now, in a desperate time or a seemingly desperate time, they need to have a sense of hope. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? So, Father Mike Schmitz, you know, amidst this coronavirus. Uh, we can't uh, mention his name on this program because we've got to give him a quarter every time <laughs> <laughs> we mention his name. I'm just kidding. But he gave a, a homily on a, on a mass that he live streamed amidst this crisis and he had a really lovely quote that i thought was very helpful where he said 
if you don't get the miracle, this is acknowledging that there's a lot of folks that are losing their jobs. Some people are getting sick. There's all sorts of stress and worry, and people are wanting to see God do something in particular. Right. Right. Jesus on a cloud would be nice. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so what he says is to that, if you don't get the miracle, you can still be the miracle. Our wounds are real. This world has come undone in a real way. But God wants to go beyond that surface wound, that surface undone, and get to what is really undone. I've lost trust. I've lost hope. I've forgotten the fact that God loves me. In this Mass, my invitation, remember, when God shows up and doesn't give us an answer, God shows up and doesn't give us healing, God shows up and doesn't give us what we want, God shows up up in a world and in a heart that has come undone in order to undo whatever has come undone. Amen. Now, and I want to add to that. Uh, I'm going to add, because those are beautiful words uh, that Father Mike Schmitz has for us, and and, and they're profoundly true. I 100% agree. But I want to reiterate to folks who are listening that just because you're not actually sitting in that church as that mass is is essentially being accomplished Mm -hmm. by that priest... That the the sacramental supernatural graces mm. are still flowing out of Eucharist. They're mm. still flowing out of the Mass, and I, I love that image that shows uh, the Church triumphant and the Church militant and the Church suffering all in the mm-hmm. in, in the same picture. And you see all the the angels and the saints uh, that have gone before us. You see the martyrs of the Church. You see all the apostles. You know, up in this sort of sky section, and you see all of us gathered together um, and, and then you see all those poor souls in purgatory and you see all of this in one image and what you realize is that even if your church is empty save for one priest offering the mass the same supernatural grace is pouring out on our behalf and we're all still mystically connected by these eucharistic bonds yes amen we are we become we are the mystical body of christ and so that's a that's a profound thing so for all the people that have kind of uh they're that are really kind of losing a sense of of um a sanity or order in their life that they're, they're essentially losing hope you know, this is why this number 10 on the Decalogue for Evangelization is so important, and that is there is a God and I am not him, and to understand so fully that God, God's got some kind of plan, and I am not going to sit here on the Catholic Cafe and, and, and tell you the plan, because mm-hmm. I don't know it. Well, right? where were we when God set the stars in the sky? You know, where, as, as God says to Job, when Job is asking why all this stuff I was stuff sitting happening. in my lawn chair. <laughs> So I, was, it was, I had a great view. It was wonderful. No, no, that's exactly right. And the thing is, so often we, we can lose hope and we lose sight, but we just keep remembering that remembering there's a God no matter what, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there, there, I was reading an article in uh, Catholic World Report recently, and it was written by Father Peter Stravinskis. And he in that article, he actually quotes um, St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, and it's a beautiful quote because it's it's perfectly fitting to this. There is a God, and I am not Him. But also, the madness that is the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what um, Newman says: God has not created me for naught. I shall do good. I shall do His work. I shall be an angel of peace, a preacher of truth in my own place, while not intending it. If I do but keep His commandments, therefore I will trust Him. Whatever I am. I can never be thrown away. 
If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I am in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. He does nothing in vain. He knows what he is about. He may take away my friends. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate, make my spirit sink, hide my future from me. Still, he knows what he is about. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know that some of us don't want to hear... It's all part of God's plan. Right? This is God's plan. I don't know what God's plan is, but at the end at the end of the day, I, I just need to trust him. Mm-hmm. I need to love him and trust him. Right? And and just ask for the graces that I need. You know, a couple of things are coming to my mind as I'm listening to this, and one in particular that's an image of you know, we can only pour out what we what is poured into us. Mm-hmm. And if some people out there right now are listening and saying you know what, guys, this sounds great, but I'm in that place where I don't have hope and I don't have trust, then at that point, what they need to do is call a friend in the faith, call their priest, call somebody who they look to as a a reliable person to have the faith, call as many people as they need, whether it's a family member or a friend or clergy, and be vulnerable and be open and say, you know what, pray for me and give me words because I'm struggling right now and let yourself get poured into. And in that same way, there might be people here listening saying, well, I feel like I do have hope and I get it and I'm ready. Well, guess what? You've got plenty of, you may not be able to go out right now due to self quarantine, sheltering in place orders, or just a desire to social distance. You can still be a resource. You can pull out your phone and you can pray for the people in your Mm -hmm. phone. You can call them up. You can text them. You can follow every single one of these 10 rules from the Decalogue from your home. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. But if you really do feel like you need to talk to somebody, uh, Sam Ziggy Rodriguez's personal number is 901. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 555. 5555. No, well spoken, Sam, and, and inspirational, I think. And I, I think it's a great way to, to sort of wrap up our decalogue for evangelization because I think now more than ever, the world needs to be evangelized. Mm. Uh, yeah. The lost need to be found. Uh, the forgotten need to be remembered. The broken need to be healed and made one again. And and the thing is, we can do that through God. All things are possible with God. And if we have God in us, as Sam so wisely says, we can share him with everyone else to, to know Jesus and make him known. Um, and this is this is what God has given us to do as, as our task. This is what we're called to be and called to do. This is our meaning and our purpose. For all those who might be lost and think, I don't have a meaning and a purpose, you do. Everyone was created in the image and likeness of God, and we're supposed to reflect that image and likeness to everybody that we encounter, everyone that we meet. So let's just pray for all those who are uh, in a desperate situation that they receive the mercy and love of Jesus, and let's be a part of that. And let's ask our Blessed Mother to watch over us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.